fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you today, Janae Jones. Now, Janae is somebody that I actually started interacting with online because she had this page called Spiritual Gangster Certified. And I loved the memes that were on this page. They were lots of astrology stuff, but spiritual stuff too. And it was such a unique, but really profound perspective, always entertaining, always fun, but always brilliant as well. And so I loved interacting with her, getting to know her online, and then seeing her begin and grow her YouTube channel as well. And now having her at Synchronicity University. What a privilege it is to have her as part of the July 2023 speaker series. Now you've got a little bit of time left to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. To learn about yods and so much more from this uh, brilliant and funny and insightful person, so excited to welcome Janae Jones. Welcome, Janae. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I can't tell you how excited I am. <laughs> well, I absolutely love what you do online. I think it's been a couple of years now that I've been enjoying Spiritual Gangster Certified and interacting with you through that page. And so what inspired you to start that meme page? Because I think now you have like hundreds of thousands, maybe a million people following. It's, yeah. it's 200 and a little over 254,000. amazing. Yeah, I originally started it because I don't know another way to put this. I came out of the astrological closet um, when Uranus went into Taurus. I had been studying and practicing astrology and just was like, no, this needs to go to the world and not my immediate <laughs> circle. So I decided to be pushed out of my comfort zone, which was an energy that I thought that Uranus and Taurus really brought. It's like, okay, Taurus doesn't want to move. Uranus is like, come with your flash of genius. So I started it. I'm posting memes and different things, a few astrological like uh, observations and such. But then I'm like, wait, I can have a podcast. So I made a podcast and then started the YouTube channel and it just continues to grow. And I'm so humbled that so many people interact with it, including yourself. Yeah, and it's so uh, uniquely funny as well. I, and I know everybody, uh, there's lots of different pages and things like that out there, but there's something very unique when it comes from within oneself. And so yes. that's something I really like as well. And so did you always have sort of a, a witty understanding of the sky of spirituality? I I honestly wish I had had this understanding way younger. It was honestly my Saturn return that started my astrological study. And I didn't even know I was going through a Saturn return because I wasn't that yet familiar. It gave me something to focus on. And admittedly, I was trying to debunk astrology because I'm like, the little bit that I did know, I'm like, this just can't be a thing. And the more I looked into it, I'm like, you have to know more. You can't debunk this with this overview. Like if you don't truly understand something, how are you going to really approach it? And I went deeper and deeper down this beautiful rabbit hole. And I'm like, I could have benefited from this at 10. <laughs> and going through a Saturn um, opposition like I am now when I was a teenager. Like, you know, I, I could have used this knowledge. And I'm just, I feel so grateful to know it now. But it was my Saturn return that started. I literally was losing everything. I'm a 12th house Saturn in Virgo. 
<laughs> you know, retrograde, opposing my sun and squaring my Neptune. So it's part of a T-square. The knowledge would have greatly benefited me, but I'm so glad I found it. And so you are about to or having your Saturn opposition right about now. Yes, um, it will be at the later degrees um, and it'll be opposing my Pisces sun. And then it's on Saturn is currently near my Pisces Mercury. So I'm experiencing that, too. And then looking at themes that were heavy as a teenager, because Saturn, of course, is also going to be over my sun. And I've heard that that can sometimes feel like a bit of a Saturn return. So I'm more mature, prepared and ready to be responsible with it. Yeah. And what a great moment of checking in, right, with what started at the Saturn return. And so it's so interesting that all these bigger opportunities to reach people, to share what you know, what you've cultivated over the last 14 years is now coming forward that much more clearly. I think that's a part of the gift of the Saturn opposition as well. It helps you to really evaluate how far you've come since that return. Yes. And it's, it's a, it's a completely different life. I was not on the correct path and learning my chart helped me to understand, oh my goodness, you are here for this astrology thing. You are here to lead. I'm not going to waste my 29 degree North node in Leo, even though I'm a Libra rising. So that puts it in Aquarius's house. So I had that struggle growing up, you know, with the South node in my fifth house at 29 degrees of Aquarius. And I'm like, oh, be part of the group, ah, oh, no lead. Be part of the group, ah, oh, lead. So I understand it now. <laughs> yeah. And understanding symbolically can be such a powerful way to learn that much more. And I think it helps us to kind of, it's that healthy detachment, right? That yes. looking at the sky helps us with, because if we look at our lives symbolically, it sort of takes us out of the the more entangled energy that it can feel like when we're actually in it. And yes. that symbolic perspective also is part of cultivating wisdom as well. I agree. I absolutely agree. I could step outside of what happened, study it. And part of what drew me even further into astrology is when it hit me one day, I'm like, you are a virtual pack rat. You literally have conversations that are timestamped. You can go pull a chart <laughs> for these moments. You can actually learn even deeper what was occurring and have a better and different understanding. So, yeah. That's so powerful. Well, as I said, uh, Janae is coming to Synchronicity University as part of the July 2023 speaker series. Uh, just a couple of weeks left to choose your tuition rate as well as just $5 a class to learn from Janae and other incredible speakers. And uh, you will be teaching on an aspect called Yod. And so I thought it could be fun and interesting for us to just kind of go through some other aspects. So even sure. though that 90 minute class is going to focus more on that one specific aspect, which really, you know, needs uh, its own exploration. Um, I know that aspects is something that a lot of students of astrology are always, you know, learning more and more about. It's such a key way of understanding uh, how to understand energies and how they integrate. So how do you understand aspects? What do you think of when you think of aspects themselves? Well, I've come to learn not to necessarily first think of easy or hard. Um, and I learned this because of my own natal aspects. Like, I have two grand earth trines and I'll have people say to me, you work so well practically with step by step. And 
But what they don't understand is I struggled as a kid because things would come easy to me. It was very hard for my Capricorn moon self to experience a sense of accomplishment in like a full way because things just came easy to me. I'm like, can everybody do this? So I've learned that trying sometimes get looked at as, oh, it's easy energy, an easy flow of energy. That doesn't necessarily mean what is being experienced is easy or not uncomfortable. So that's one of the first things I wanted to say. I mean, yes, there are harder aspects. Um, Yes, there are more easy aspects, but don't align them necessarily with being an easy or a hard time, you know, which squares growth. I have a D square in my chart that I definitely feel. And I realize it forces me continually to work past issues and to go towards aspects of myself that don't seem so pronounced. Like my T-square is a mutable T-square with Gemini energy missing. It's the Gemini energy that helps me mitigate that T-square. So that, and just for the audience's sake, I have an opposition between my sun in the sixth house and Saturn in the 12th, and then a square to my Neptune in the third. And I've experienced this in so many different ways that could just be very painful, (laughs) but it's taught me how to work around and to grow with um, different energies. So take that into consideration as you look at your chart. Hard, easy, not necessarily negative or positive. So you spoke of two major configurations there, the grand trine and the T-square. And so I love that you mentioned normally people think the grand trine, oh, this is just so easy. But the nature of the planets themselves, the signs involved is important too, because yes, the energy of Capricorn, especially a Capricorn moon wants to feel that sense of self-respect, that sense of accomplishment. And then the T-square as well, a major configuration. We're we're very, very familiar with that at the moment because we are living through a grand (laughs) right now. Yeah. The T-square is the big part of it, but then you throw the nodes in and it becomes a grand cross. And so T-squares, you guys, are when there are placements or planets in each sign that has the same modality, but they don't necessarily get along. They're not of the same element. And so, as you mentioned, the modality uh, of mutable, you're missing the Gemini, but that's exactly what you end up needing in order to resolve that larger configuration of tension. So let's talk about some more basic aspects. I know you touched on trine, just trine itself. What more can you say about just the trine? Well, I would say that when people are considering it, I used to get confused early on when I was learning things because, you know, there's, of course, a trine because it's the same element and then trine by degree. And that could be the same element. And sometimes when people are looking things up, they're like, wait, they're putting their astrological knowledge to work. Well, why is that a trine if that's in a fire sign? But we're talking about something involving earth signs, thinking about the degree, learning more about the fact that the degree signs are at will indicate trines too, maybe outside of the element. And also to look at how whatever three signs involved in a trine actually operate with one another. Like if we looked at the grand earth trine, you would, I think first, you know, Taurus is the first earth sign, you know, it's fixed. When you know what you have and the um, possessions and values and such that you have, 
then Virgo can come in and do the digging and separate what's necessary from what's not. Capricorn wants to manage all of that. So you want to keep in mind how the different signs operate. Their modalities are very, very important, even though they're in the same element. And I think that's what helped me deeper understand why there was such a free flow of energy between those energies. So thinking in zodiacal order, how do they operate? What did they do? What type of, what time of year, I should say, do these seasons occur? That helps too. So I would say that definitely know and learn the difference between a trine by degree and then, you know, trine by the same element. How do you interpret sex styles? Sex styles to me are opportunities. When you think about sex styles, you're thinking about actually elements that work better with one another so that you can understand what makes up a sex style. So in astrology, one of the first things I see people learn, hopefully, it doesn't happen for everybody, but will be, okay, well, you know, fire and air signs work well together. They're projective and action-oriented, and then earth and water signs work well together. So when you think about sextile energy, instead of just going, oh my gosh, okay, well, how many degrees is that apart? And like, I mean, those things are important, obviously, the geometry to it, but it's the relationship of the signs that you're looking at. So that you know, um, let's say, for instance, you're a Libra sun. When it's Leo season, at some point, you're going to have this renewed feeling of opportunity in some area, depending on where your sun is, based on the fact that Libra and Leo work well together. That sextile creates an opportunity. So I wish someone would have explained that to me at first, because like I'm reading older astrology books, which were great sources, by the way. But it's like, oh, remember how many degrees that is? And they're going into the geometric aspects of things. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but I'm not having it wash over me in the way that my Mercury and Pisces (laughs) has to feel its way into understanding. So opportunities for sure, better working environment. But again, that's not necessarily all good. (laughs) It could be something heated coming your way, an an easier opportunity for there to be an argument. So there's a lot of things to consider, but that would be the first. Oh, I hadn't considered that, but you're so right. Like opportunities, we can judge them in all kinds of ways, but at least when the elements are harmonious to each other, as you mentioned, the combinations, we can find a way to, to make something good happen or at least learn something. That's an opportunity as well. Yes. And so you did touch on squares a little bit. Is there anything you can talk about where it comes to the square? Yes. <laughs> I love saying to clients, friends, anybody with astrological questions, they see a square, they know it's bad or that's what they think. It's harsh. And I say, well, are you ready to kind of, you ever hear someone say square up like when it's time to fight? No, it's not exactly the same um, as that because that would be an opponent, which I think of is more of an opposition. But still, energies that are at hard angles, these are 90 degree angles, they're harsh. If we think of like all of the cardinal signs, they're initiating. You think about Capricorn versus like Libra. There's different ways to go about things. People would probably consider Libra to be more conciliating and welcoming in its approach. Now, let's say Libra wants to do it Libra's way, but Capricorn may have the more cold. I'm 
I'm going to dictate things to you way. Those two energies together are squaring each other. And thus, how do they work together? So in a difficult work situation, maybe, or a classmate or some area of life we've all been through, we've probably experienced these different approaches. This is how I say that people should look at aspects, almost looking at the planets as people. Um, and how do those people interact with each other? What's the remedy for getting two very strong-minded go-getter people to work together? So yeah, that's how I kind of look at squares is challenges that are necessary, yet difficult, but not impossible to either integrate or overcome. It's all about your approach for your growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Squares can be a source of great power, but as you said, it's about actually doing the work to integrate those energies that helps us to overcome. And the things we overcome can define us in many ways. It, the best things about ourselves come forward when we do that work to overcome challenges. Yes, I 100% agree. And in the T-square that I have in my own chart, I even thought about how does this manifest or how did it manifest with me, particularly when I was younger? Um, so having a square to your son, to your third house Neptune, number one, I realized when I was a little kid, I really loved to tell these giant stories and writing was my thing. And then I realized, oh my goodness, if I'm not careful, I could probably tell really tall tales. <laughs> like I could, like seriously. But what I've experienced that Neptune square to the sun is sometimes people don't quite get me. They they don't understand my motivations. I'm a sixth house son. I seek to serve and help people. I'm very particular about things, but the idea of me is sometimes skewed. So I think of how I have difficulty and then what my chart speaks as to how other people experience me. And then that would cause depression <laughs> because Nep um, Neptune also squares Saturn. So it's like how I would think about myself based on what people would say about me would put me literally in a space where I'm like questioning who I am. So you can see these different challenges. How do you navigate that? How do you work around it? It was not easy, especially during the Saturn return. But I found ways to speak up and out and to set the things straight that needed to be straight and to better represent myself. So I learned how to work with that harsh energy. And anybody can do it, honestly. And you've also been able to take that creative, imaginative energy, perhaps over-imaginative energy, and channel it, right, into creating these wonderful memes and things that are very insightful. They make people laugh, but it's a great channel for energy that if you're not actually tapping into, you could go into gossipy directions maybe, right? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's, so let's look at the opposition. What do you sure. think of the opposition? So I think oppositions, and I'm saying this as a Libra rising, so I hope by the end of this, this makes sense. It's literally the story of my life. Every area of my chart has opposite energies and opposite houses. What I did learn early on that made me feel a lot better about oppositions, which are literally signs standing across from each other, or planets standing across from each other. And if you think of a boxing match, the person's opponent, you can think of it that way. Well, what I had to come to learn is that through hermetic law, oppositions are the same energy just at opposite ends of the spectrum. I tell people all the time while they're trying to mitigate this energy, if you looked at, like, let's say we were talking about temperature. If 
I said, okay, hot versus cold. Can you show me the exact degree and moment where hot is no longer hot and cold is no longer cold? Or is there this mixture of them both? And when you're struggling with one particular energy to adopt the energy of its opposite in some way, shape, or form does help to mitigate it. So oppositions are chances to harmonize, balance, and come into a better understanding of yourself. You can think about there's oppositions in a chart regardless of what your rising is. You know, we learn about ourselves, first house, through our relationships with others, seventh house. Like it constantly shows up in nature and in life, and you can get in sync with it. So I think oppositions are actually very beautiful, though they can be challenging, but there's so much there to get. (laughs) Yeah, there's the opportunity to really consider different versions of yourself or different ways to tap into a given energy in your chart. Yes, yes. Finally, let's look at the conjunction. What do you think of a conjunction? (laughs) I think that people look at conjunctions and go, oh my gosh, this is good. But I kind of liken it to, let's say, this is an extreme example, but like, let's say someone came into the room that you were in and it was completely dark. And at first they're, they're near the door and the light isn't bothering you too much. And they're walking closer to you and closer to you until the light is right here in your face. Now, For some people, maybe they needed a wake up (laughs) so that light in their face can't be looked at as necessarily something terrible. But sometimes that light in your face, that wake up, that intense focus and, and mixing together of energies is a lot. That is a very strong aspect. I tell people to think of it as strong instead of good. Because when you're thinking of the different ways that things could play out, especially based on looking at how planets are transiting your chart, intensity, the fact that this planet or point is going to be intensified, magnified, and work with the energy of whatever is coming towards it. So when you're understanding your chart and understanding, "Uh uh-oh, this this is meeting up with this, what do those two things represent? Like, it it just makes things make a lot more practical sense. Yeah, the way the energies end up being shared and concentrated, they can tap into each other, which is great, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Well, Janae, you guys, all of you can see how brilliant Janae is, why I was having my eye on her, why we were interacting for so long, because she is so smart, so insightful, and you really need to check out Spiritual Gangster Certified as well. But also the July 2023 Speaker Series at Synchronicity University. And you can learn more about Janae's talk. You can sign up for a limited time, choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. All of that at synchronicityuniversity.com. Janae, thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure to watch you grow and uh, just seeing your reach expand more and more and to learn from your astrological insights as well. I have loved watching you. Thank you. I I feel so honored and humbled and just more affirmed um, that you have watched this growth and enjoyed it and that you've asked me to be a part of this. I cannot wait to go into yachts. I have something very special planned and I really think everyone is going to leave feeling a lot more empowered to understand that configuration. 
Well, I'm excited to learn from you or to continue learning from you as well. So thank you again, Janae. And thank you everybody out there for watching. Until we connect again, take care. Bye.